Warning, this episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Whiskey Sex Talk. I am your host, Romeo. The TikTok hashtag sober dating has over 4 million views. And according to the dating app Bumble, users are more likely to go on a sober date now than before the pandemic, with 62% believing it would help them form more genuine connections. In addition, the app Plenty of Fish found that 83% of users are open to the idea of dry dates. In fact, sober dating is the 10th biggest dating trend of this year, 2023, so far. Now, I just want to say, I'm not saying that grabbing a drink is dead. Not at all. It's still a time-honored first date tradition, but you guys know how I feel, and I still believe that you should not go out for drinks on a first date. However, the age of dry dating is very much here, and according to the stats, young people are leading it. This demographic, being the ages between 18 and 34 years old, are also the most dominant group on dating apps, so therefore it makes sense that dry dating is similarly on the rise. On this week's, well, on this season's finale, I will dive into dry dating, aka sober dating, and discuss what's it all about. Okay, first and foremost, I just want to give cred where it's deserved and to who. So the whole thing, I just want to give you guys a little bit of background information. The rise of the whole sober curious movement, it was actually popularized by uh, the author Ruby Warrington. And she pretty much emphasizes that there are there's a whole like new world to be experienced on the other side of alcohol. She actually write her book is actually called Sober Curious, The Blissful Sleep, Great uh, Greater Focus, Limitless Presence, and Deep Connection Awaiting Us All on the Other Side of Alcohol. She says that getting sober curious begins with a simple question. Would my life be better without alcohol? To discover the answer for yourself, all that remains is to put the cork back in the bottle, open your eyes, and see. So with that little info that I just threw in there, uh, I just want to say uh, the whole thing in order, it's all about uh, being, it's mindfulness, the whole like uh, the sober curious movement. It's all about mindfulness is the foundation of all of it. And um, it's pretty much it really what it is, is we got to be looking at our actions in the moment, right? And we have to be honest with ourselves. We got to notice what's going on for us in that moment when we decide to drink. Now, for those of us that are super nervous, which is a lot of people, I'm a nervous person and I work through that all the time. And as a matter of fact, as an actor, Meisner trained, we are told and taught that we have to be present and we gotta get comfortable with the uncomfortable. We have to be uncomfortable. We have to really embrace our, our feelings and that's how the only way 
for me, I'm not saying for everybody, is to is to be present, to really just be comfortable and allow yourself to feel those feelings because there's a reason they exist. And, you know, anxiety is mental, and that has to do with the fact that we have expectations that we're in our mind. But anyways, moving forward. So we got to really just notice what's going on when we decide to drink. Now, here's the thing. If you're one of those people that you, you have to take a drink before you go out, whatever, this is the whole thing about mindful uh, drink, like the whole mindful drinking and the sober curious movement is that before we take a drink, we have to pause for a moment and ask ourselves, why am I drinking? Why am I, why am I doing this? And based on the answer, we can decide whether we want to move forward and have the drink. For example, like I said, you're about to go on a date and you stop and you think, why are you reaching out for the drink? You may realize that a lot of it has to do because we are trying to manage challenging emotions like anxiety in that moment, in which case we need to really, really, really just not go in that direction and really favor a healthier coping mechanism. Now, there's a lot of stuff out there how to deal with anxiety and all that stuff. I'm not here to give advice, but do your homework and really, really, really understand because there's a whole thing, you know, I believe that we really should truly be authentically present um, when we go on dates. I don't recommend drinking because I feel like when it comes to drinking, it lowers our inhibition, but to an extent, like we're not really there present. Like we're, we, it's so funny because we have agreed, okay, we're going to go on a date. Let's go grab some drinks. I want to get to know you, but I feel so uncomfortable uh, with how I feel right now that I'm going to have a drink to deal with to deal with these challenging emotions that I'm having inside in order to get to know you, therefore removing myself from being present and truly authentically connecting with you. Because at the end of the day, when you do have drinks with, let's say, a potential date or a, I mean, a, not a potential date, but a person that you're date that you're on a date with, that connection is being built around that alcohol. And alcohol, you know, it's it makes you feel good and stuff, and it lowers our inhibition, and we feel or we believe that. It's giving us some sort of courage, but it really, it's not. It's all mental. So that's the whole thing. It's practicing mindfulness in the moment. When you want to reach out for a drink, um, that pretty much can help us understand the, uh, our motivations behind our drinking. Now, that's that's the one thing that I wanted to talk about, about the whole uh, sober curiosity and the mindful movement that um, the author that I mentioned and um, I will say again, Ruby Warrington emphasizes that there's a whole new world to be experienced on the other side of alcohol. Get that book. That book is amazing. I highly recommend it. Uh, Sober Curious, that's what it's called. Now, let's get back to this whole thing that is really, really a thing now. Sober dating, aka dry date, it's a thing. Why? What's going on? Why is, I'm glad, I'm, ha- I'm happy that... More people are deciding to be really, really lead healthier and a fit lifestyle and just be more uh, grounded, I want to say, when approaching dating, especially if you're serious about it. It's a very, very good thing. Now, I'm not saying that you should eliminate alcohol, but I think that especially when you're, when you're dating, like that shouldn't be part of it at, at first. Like it's it's not it shouldn't be part of the equation because we're going through a filter process. We're trying to see if we have a connection and it's just we need to be really present. We need to show ourselves. And sometimes when we feel alcohol, we hide. We hide behind alcohol. Now, <clears throat> with that piece of history or information about Sober Curious and that whole movement, now let's go back. I think a lot of us, 
post-COVID or during COVID, a lot of us had those kind of conversations where we started to, for many of us, we started to really, really reevaluate our relationship with alcohol. Because if you guys remember, bars, clubs, and pubs, they were like shut down for the better part of two years, two years, where everyone, the whole world was not interacting how we're supposed to be interacting. We had to find inventive ways how to go about it. And I don't want to go back to that moment in time. None of us are because it was just like a hell of a period that we're just starting to come out. And I think that that kind of had a major impact. And that is why this movement towards dry dating has been gaining a lot of momentum among singles. Now, it's been happening long before because that, like I mentioned, uh, there's a book out there. But I think there is a thing that we've ha- we started to have conversations because we really, if anything, we wanted to get back out there dating and really, really connect with people in a very, very genuine way because those two years, we're never going to recover those freaking two years that were st- the whole world was stripped from, we're never going to recover. And there's only one way to move, and that's forward. And I think because of that, we we really knew what really is really important. And a lot of us are very mindful now when we're when we interact with people. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying there is a thing that I find myself more present than ever now when I'm dealing with people. It's just it's different. Now, so Bumble... The whole, the, the, the dry dating, alcohol-free dates trend, they believe that it's actually going to continue to be popular well into, you know, from here on out. Um, they anticipate that this trend will actually be the top dating thing that's going to be really, really people are practicing because people are intentionally selecting sober alcohol-free dates as more singles. Re-examine their relationship with alcohol, like I mentioned before, and daters are actually really getting better at expressing what they want and they don't want in their dating experience, questioning the status quo and dating on their own terms. And we saw that when I talked about the Tinder's year in review, we saw that the we were, we're, we're starting to see a shift in the dating scene based on my understanding where people are really getting serious, especially the younger generation, and they know what they want and they just want to cut out anything that's very toxic. They want to cut out the the, B, the BS and be all about positivity, creating very, very genuinely authentic experiences when going on dates and really, really challenging the norms that so long we've been leading with. Um, and this is a good thing because... I, my, myself, I've been practicing the whole not drinking on, on first dates long before, but that's just because alcohol is just not my thing. I don't, I don't know. It just, when you're getting to know, I don't know, it just puts me in a different position. I'm not saying I get crazy or anything, but it's just, I don't like how I feel when I drink, especially people who I don't really know. Even with people that I do know, I just, I don't know. It's weird now. I'm at a different place in, in, in my life and it's just, it's not part of my everyday thing it's not part of my the things that I want to do it's not part of my priority like list like hey let's go grab drinks here you know it's not a thing for me it's like I'm all about the experience and creating really memories that I will remember (laughs) and cherish and and it's gonna be worth my time 
And hey, listen, we all know, we've heard those stories, like, you know, if you watch the news, which I don't recommend people watching the news, because the news is always, at least local news, is always, like, negative stuff, but the news is just full of negativity, and I would just rather read it. Anyways, so many people were victims. They go on dates, like, you know, people get roofied, this happens, or they drink too much, and then... One person takes advantage of the other, but the most the people that are very very uh, victims to this, a lot of it tend to be women. Okay, specifically, and not only that, but like it, people get can get violent. You don't know what they're dealing with. Sometimes people drink, and we've all been in those situations where, or either you've been in it, or you've seen it, or you've heard of it. Where, oh yo, I went on a date and the dude or the person, that girl, whatever. Uh, started to like cry and talk about their, you know, it just, I feel like drinking just puts you in a very different state of mind. Obviously it's altered. It's there's alcohol in your blood, but it's not the best thing. And we're becoming smarter, or at least we've learned from our experiences or the experiences of others that we should not put ourselves in positions where we're going to be, we're going to be things. We might compromise things. And the last thing you want to do is just being a, caught up in a situation where you're on a date and you don't even know this person. And then, like, I don't know. You don't want to regret things. And being present, and I keep saying that, or just being really, really just doing the whole sober dating is an amazing thing. And if you've never done it, try it. Learn to deal with your anxiety. Fight it. Hey, Put yourself in the situation. I've been in those situations where I've been nervous and I've told my date I'm nervous. And when I say that, there's this liberating thing that happens. Sometimes they're like, oh, it's cute. Oh, me too, whatever. But the thing is, is that I've started, I'm starting to learn or at least from those from learning to be comfortable with my anxiety and just really working it through in the moment. Like you learn so much about yourself that, that is what it's all about, really. Like, we can't numb things or we cannot avoid emotions. Like, we got to just work them out. Like, we got to just go through the emotions. It'll pass. It's not the end of the world. Okay. But here's the thing. I have not answered this question, but how does one exactly go about dry dating? Like, without making ourselves, like, f or making things awkward. Like, how do, how do we go about that? All right, so here are my suggestions and what, what is out there. Google it. Research it. It's all the same thing, but you end up finding that a lot of the things, is, is they're very similar. But here are my things that I want to share with you guys. How does it work and what do we need to do to practice this and to or experiment, not experiment, yeah, experiment, or really practice it, and how can we enhance our dating experience in a positive way? Okay, so to begin, I want to say that I think one of the most, especially, I'm a neurotic person. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but that's what, I'm, I'm just, that's me. Um, one of the things is I think that in order to practice the whole sober dating, and, and something that we need to uh, practice is First of all, is we need to take some control over the situation. And what I mean by that is I think that it's always good to suggest like dating ideas that don't center around alcohol. And I've talked about this and I'm pro this. Acti like activity-based dates are like the best, in my opinion, because A, everybody looks sexy in 
workout clothes and the endorphins are kicking in and it's in, you know, when we're, when we're doing stuff that it's activity based, like we're really physically present and we get to really, really get to know the person or really, really just interact with the person that's in front of us. And it just gives us, or at least it allows us plenty of time to get to know that person. So whether it's walking the park, going for a walk on the beach, going hiking, which I like because it's really good. It, you know, you're burning calories, you're getting to know someone. And hey, if the date doesn't work, at least you got your workout, you got your steps in. <laughs> yes, I said that, but it's true. Like, you know, it's all about like, I don't know. I just, you got to just be practical sometimes too. But I think like being like those activity based, like whether it's going for pottery classes, you guys, we all know what that means or like rock climbing or finding like those Groupon deals, like going to a yoga class or outdoor yoga or like doing something that's really, really activity based. And what I mean by that is I, I'm saying is like stuff that's going to steer us away from areas where I feel like alcohol is centered, like, you know, dates, going to a restaurant can be a date, but okay, so let's say you do go on a date. Okay, pick a place where, uh, it's, uh, let's say uh, it's just mocktails that they serve. I don't even know if, that, if there's pubs like that. But I'm just saying that, um, like, we can't be afraid to just set up a dry uh, date, or not dry date, but, like, activity. Because any stigma of alcohol being the only gateway to a good time is an outdated notion. Can we just all agree on that? You cannot say, yes, alcohol has that. There is that reputation, right? That uh, that comes with alcohol because what what have like I feel like the drinking culture is so ingrained in us as like a people, like as as humans, more often than not, like our first inclination when we organize a date is to just like, hey, you want to go out for a drink? But man, look, so many people are just approaching like the whole alcohol in a more mindful way. And dry dating is a thing. And why not? You should be practicing to be healthy because you want to. Life is amazing. Okay, and going back to like the whole thing, I think that you really trying to find activities or, or things that you both like. It's, it's, it's another way to getting to know each other. And A, it says that you're mindful and that you're thinking about like what they like as well and you're taking them in. And, and you know, when we getting to know one another through our interest and passion really does help develop a stronger bond without any alcohol being involved. Come on, guys, ladies, and everybody in between. I'm not trying to sell you this. I'm sorry if I sound passionate, but it's just really, 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 I, this, I, I'm really, really for this and, and just seeing what's out there and what's happening in the dating scene and like the whole sober dating. And, and it's just, it's so amazing that we're changing the dating norms and like we're living in amazing times where we know what we want. And I don't know, I feel like so long are the days where like going to dinner you know, and, and, and having cocktails, those days are like long gone. It's all about, I feel now approaching the dating scene, like it's just casual dating or dates going on a casual date with more than half of like these expectations now out the window. 
and just really, really going for like the very low key, getting to know someone and just really, really just being freaking present is all that's what it's all about now. And hey, yes, there are people there that they'll they're just all about getting laid and getting laid is your thing that I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying that like it's just like. I have nothing to say. I think that's just it. I just wanted to say that. Okay, so here's another thing I want to talk about. So do your research because let's just say that if our date has picked a location, we got to do our research and we got to look it up because, yes, there is a possibility that they might have picked a place where maybe it's happy hour or maybe they serve alcohol, right? And, yes, there's going to be non-alcoholic options, right? But... If you, if we feel that we're going to be tempted or uncomfortable, we got to counter it with another more sober, friendly venue. Bars are great. I, they're great, but they, they're definitely not the only place to have a good time. We all know that. And here's another point, too. Like, I think the most important thing is to talk it out because it might not feel organic to open up about, like, a personal subject, you know, or something that something that's very personal to us especially, you know, talking about it with someone we just met. But, hey, at the end of the day, we just have to remember that we don't owe anybody any explanations about our sobriety beyond the fact that if you don't want to, just say so. And, and, And that's the reality. And, hey, listen, unless you're just looking for a casual hookup and the response you will know because it will speak volume and may, it can pop. Let's say, let's say, let's just say hypothetically, we talk it out and we like, Hey, listen, I rather not go somewhere where there's alcohol. I'd rather get to know. And if there is like, you will know that person is only they're using this environment, the situation that let's say they've taken, let's just say that they, 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 they're more into about the whole casual hookup. I will say that when, you see their response, it will speak volume and you will, and you will, it, it will help us see if the connection has room to actually go anywhere. Any pressure or discomfort coming from them is a big red flag, a huge red flag. And someone who isn't understanding of, let's say my choices probably doesn't even deserve to go on a second date with me in my, my opinion. That's what I think. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us feel this way. Okay, and I'm going to say something too. Like, okay, I get it. Like, we all understand that dating, let's say, just just saying sober. I'm not saying you're drinking, but let's say just abstaining from going to like the whole just drinking. Like, you're going to meet someone, let's meet up for drinks because it's such an easy outlet or because, you know, we I mentioned it earlier, the whole nerve thing and, and being anxious. It's not a way to kind of cope with it. We really got to just work it through and, you got to figure it out, everyone to each his own. But dating, I want to say that, like, yes, if you don't have the fact that there's no drinks involved, it's going to feel more difficult for some. But I want to say something. Nothing feels more empowering than living a life true to our needs. Because we want, at the end of the day, we really want everyone to be able to communicate the most authentic version of themselves, worry free. Because then we get to know the person if we're able to, um, I don't say nurture, but if we're able to really, really allow them to 
to be in that space or if we allow ourselves as I want to say ourselves to be in that space, we will be at the end. We will learn so much about ourselves. But anyways, I'm, I'm just I'm just having these conversations with you guys and hopefully you guys will do the research and maybe hopefully I've inspired or maybe this movement has inspired someone. But when you go online and you read all of this stuff about dry date, sober date and, and, and the whole uh, sober curious, uh, I mean, really, it's really, really amazing. And uh, one second, I want I think I'll, let me see if I can find something for you guys. OK, I found it. So first of all, I just want to say I'm not talking about sobriety or AA. I'm just talking about being mindful when it comes to drinking alcohol. Now, I want to play a clip about it's it's Drew Barrymore talking about why she believes people can make a significant life-changing uh, thing when they stop drinking alcohol. So I want to play that clip for you guys, okay? And, and you believe that people can change. I do believe people can change. I've changed. Yeah. Like, I don't drink alcohol anymore. I'm not sober. I don't work a program. That's... I, what else I do is, you know, my own business. Right. I do. I was like, this is a toxic behavior for me. And my whole life, it held me back because I knew that I couldn't like surrender to something nor give it up. It was like that definition of insanity. You do the same yeah. shit over and over again, expecting a different result. I was a complete prisoner of my own behavior. And Finally, three and a half years ago, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work for me. I'm never going to be that cool girl with the glass of wine at the party. Like, I'll want three bottles. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just my personality. It's my addiction. And when I finally let go of that, it made me realize that I was capable of great change that there, I right there. totally rebelled about. I was like, I will master this toxic behavior of mine. As if I could, I, I just did not think I could ever stop. I that was a hamster wheel yeah. I'd be on my yeah. whole life. Was that something that you? Okay, so that's the thing, Drew Barrymore. I mean, I love her, but she said something so specific that you know, it's just alcohol. I don't think like I don't think I think alcohol in general, especially if you're dating, it just doesn't do anything for you. And we got to learn how to master the dating scene or at least really be present. And alcohol, it's like what she says, like some, it, it starts with one and then two and then three and then boom. And listen, it lowers our inhibition and just, it, it, then you just start compromising your, you put yourself in a position where you can compromise. I'm not saying that you, I'm not saying don't have alcohol, but not for like the first, when you're dating people, when you're starting at the early stages, later on, yeah, you can go out for a drink, whatever, because you you know the person and then, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. But if we're dating, like the whole sober dating scene is really a thing and we should start embracing healthier options and really, 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 really rewire ourselves to really approach the dating scene in a healthy, positive, exciting way. And what better way to approach the dating scene by, by than other than just removing alcohol from the equation and really, really being vulnerable and putting ourselves in a position of getting to know people. And hey, if, they, if you didn't match with that person, at least you had an amazing time. And you can say, hey, man, I didn't, uh, damn, I can't believe I spent all that money. Or, you know, it's just... You don't want to have any regrets. And I think we got to create like we got to put ourselves in positive environments when it comes to dating and removing alcohol is one of them. Yeah, you can have a mocktail. Yeah. But I, once again, I, I still don't recommend do, going on a date and, and having drinks. It's just it's not it doesn't do anything. It's just a, a crutch. 
for all of us. And anyone that says that it isn't, they're lying to themselves and to everybody around them. Okay, folks, I'm coming to the end of this episode, and I just want to say that we should all really get curious and ask ourselves some deeper questions. Um, if we want to practice sober dating or if you're really hesitant because of the whole nerve thing or anxiety, um, I think being the whole mindfulness movement or bringing mindfulness to, to, uh, to moments where we want to drink and being sober curious means, well, getting curious. And we got to ask ourselves some deeper questions about our relationship with alcohol. We have to be very thoughtful about what drinking means to us. And is this, cre is this really helping create a narrative that's appealing? Like, is it, is it a reminder of happy times? Is it indication that the weekend is starting? Like, we got to understand, like, the reasons behind our, our drinking habits and just be more mindful and really, really just bring ourselves when it comes to dating. Sober dating is here, and more and more people are waking up, and we're starting to really, really approach the dating scene in a different and more healthier way that's going to benefit us at, at, in the long run. And I'm all for that, and we should all be for that. And, hey, ladies and gentlemen, Really, really, really thank you so much. That is a wrap for season two. Season three is around the corner. A lot of good stuff is coming our way. I'm so happy and excited to share. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to start listening season three. So anyways, that is it for today. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at whiskeysextalk at iCloud. Dot com. That's whiskey sex talk at iCloud.com. Till next time.